0: Welcome back, Hemming Brainiacs, for the Hemming Brainiac List podcast. We are talking about King James, one of Scotland, then we're going to be reading some Robert, what's his name, Henryson, Robert Henryson. Another poem about the seasons, though, by a king, no less. Couldn't find this one rendered into modern English, so I'll try to make a bad version on the fly, says Techrific. Thank you. I'm glad you're capable of doing that. I cannot make heads or tails of some of these poems. Worship ye that lovers be this May, for (coughs) of your, excuse me, bliss, the calendars, the first day of a month, is gone. And sing with us away, winter away. Come summer, come the sweet season and sun, awake for shame that have your heaven take possession of, and amorously lift up your heads all, thank life, that list you to his mercy call. King James, first, was part of what is called the Scottish Chaucerians. Nineteen years of captivity in the Tower allowed him to soak up all the poetry of Chaucer, even produced, and he, ever produced, sorry, and he imitated him and even adopted Chaucer's London dialect, but this poem seems to be in English, which was the Northern and Scottish variant of English. This is yet another praise poem, this time to the month of May and the promise of love and warmth of the fast-approaching summer. it suggests to the reader to make the most of summer months for surely there are life's gift and heaven on earth thank you Techrific, for taking the lead on that one and picking it apart for us and translating it you are worth your weight in gold now we are going to read (coughs) quite a long poem, actually two poems by Robert Henryson born 1425, died 1500 this one's called Robin and McKean and I was able to find this paraphrased. Not exactly translated, paraphrased. So it's not going to really read like a poem, but at least it'll make sense because I can't read the um, the original text. It's I don't know how to pronounce I don't know what the words are. Um, unfortunately, the second poem we'll be reading, I could not find a translation for, so I'm just going to have to power through it. And... Um, yeah, I apologise in advance for when we get to that, but first up, here's Robin and McKean. It goes like this. Robin sat on a good green hill, keeping a flock of sheep. Mary McKean said to him, Robin, have pity on me. I have loved thee publicly and privately these two or three years, unless you soothe my th- secret grief. Surely, but resignedly, I die. Robin answered, I swear by the cross nothing of love I know, but keep my sheep under yon wood. look. Where they range in row, what has made thee in such a mood, Mackeen? Show me, what is love, or to be loved? Fain would I learn that law. At love's law, if thou will learn, take there an a, any A B C. Be gentle, fair wooer, and fair of face, wise, hardy, and free, so that no danger do thee daunt what secret sorrow you suffer. Exert thee with pain, and with all thy power. Be patient and secret, as is fitting for courtly love. Robin answered her again, I know not what is love, but I surely marvel at what makes thee so joyless, the weather is fair, and I am in good spirits. My sheep go well above, if we were to dally around in this plain like you propose, they would reprove us both. Robin, take heed unto my tale, and do all as I advise, and thou shalt have all of my heart, this and my maidenhood. Since God sends balm for ill, and remedy for mourning, unless I deal with thee secretly, surely I am but dead. McKeen to morrow morning this same time, if you meet me here, but what if my sheep go astray, while we are busy nearby in spite of that, and I stay here, and if they begin to stray, what lies in my heart I will not hide concern hide, on concern only for the sheep. McKean, then be of good cheer. Robin Thou robs me of my peace. I love but thee alone. Makin adieu. The sun sets in the west. The day is nearly gone. Robin, in sadness, I am so covered that love will be the ruin of me. Go, love. McKean, wherever you want. For lady, I love none. Robin, I am in such a sad plight. I sigh very sadly. McKean, I have been here this while. I wish I were at home. My honey, Robin, talk any while. If thou wilt do no more, McKean beguile some other man. For homeward. I will go robin on his way went as light as a leaf of a tree in relief mckean mourned in her thoughts and vowed never to see him again robin bolted over the heath then mckean cried on high now may thou sing for i am disgraced why does love deal so cruelly towards me mckean went home without fail weary from all her weeping Then Robin, the next fair day, assembled all his sheep. And by then some part of McKean's love had entered his own heart. He followed her fast there to woo her, and took her good advice. Stay abide, thou fair McKean, a word for anything. For all my love, it shall be thine, without separating all who, all whole thy heart to have for mine, is all I covet. My sheep, this morn until nine, will need no keeping. I'm free till nine o'clock. Robin, thou hast heard the song and sang in jest and stories old, Thou man who will not, when he may shall have not, when he would. I pray to Jesus that every day may increase the cold sorrows of whoever first tries with thee to woo in woods, forest or field. McKean, the night is soft and dry, the weather is warm and fair, and the green wood is right near us to walk over everywhere. There may no Tatalus by us who is against love therein, Makin, both ye and I may go without being seen. Robin, that world is all the way, that ship has sailed, that train has left the station and is quite brought to an end, and never again thereto by my faith shall it be as thou want. For you made light of my pain, all in vain I spent it, as thou hast done, so shall I say, mourn on, I plan to mend. McKean, the hope of all my happiness. My heart on thee is set, and evermore to thee be loyal, while my life but lasts, never to fail as others fail. What grace that ever I get, Robin, with thee, I will not deal adieu, for thus we part. McKean went home blithe enough over the woodland's grey. Robin Robin mourned, and McKean laughed. She sang, but sighed sore. And so she left him both woe and wretch, In melancholy and in care, keeping his herd under a cliff among the Dunhill Grey. There we go. (laughs) That's a funny little poem. (coughs) It's like, uh, they want to hook up, but he's got to take care of these damn sheep. Um, And look at this, I was struggling all over Google to find a translation for this next one, The Bloody Cirque, and it just happens that it's the next one in this page of translated poems, so I do have a translation for it. So here we go. An allegorical narrative poem that provides us with a key to understanding its meaning. The Bloody Cirque, or The Bloody Shirt. This past year I heard it told, there was a worthy king, dukes, earls and barons bold he had at his bidding. The lord was ancient and old, and sixty years he reigned, he had a daughter fair to see, a merry young lady. Of all fairhood she bore the flower, and also her father's heir, of joyful manner and high honour, both meek and debonair. She dwelt in a well-built bower, on earth was none so fair. Princes loved her exceedingly, in countries all, everywhere. There dwelt somewhat beside the king, as foul giant as any he has stolen the lady young with, away with his Away with her is gone, and cast her in his dungeon, where light she might see none, hunger and cold and great thirsting she found in her cell. He was the loathliest on the look that on the ground might go, his nails were like a hell's claw, fully five quarters long, there was none that he overtook, in right or yet in wrong. But he shook all to pieces, the giant was so strong. He held the lady day and night within his deep dungeon. He would not give her, of her a sigh for gold, nor yet ransom, but said the king might get a knight to fight with his own person, to fight with him both day and night, until any were beaten down. The king he sought both far and near, both by sea and land, for any knight that he might hear would fight with that giant, a worthy prince that had no peer, he took the deed on hand for the love of the lady clear and held full, true promise. That prince came proudly to the town of that giant to hear and fought with him his own person and took him prisoner and cast him in his own dungeon, alone without friend, with hunger cold and confusion as full well he deserved. Sin broke the bow the bride one headed home and to her father free, but deathly wounded was the night that he behoved to die His clothing was unloosened, his shirt was all bloody, in all the world was there a sight so piteous to see. The lady mourned and made great moan, she moaned with all her might I loved, never any but one that tragically now is dying. God sees my life is from me taken, or I have seen yon sight, or else is in beginning ever to gain, forth with that courteous knight. He said, fair lady, now I beg, if truly ye me love, take ye my shirt that is bloody, and hang it yonder tree. First think on it, and remember me, when men come to woo you, the lady said, by Mary Mary free, thereto I make a vow. Whenever she looked at the shirt, she thought of the knight, and prayed for him with all her heart, that loosed her of bondage. There she she was, made to sit in full murk into that deep dungeon, and ever... Until she was in a cell that was to her a lesson, so well the lady loved the knight that no husband would she take, so should we do our good God of might that did all for us make, which fully to died was dight dight dyed means deed and diet means dealt with for sinful man's sake, so should we do both day and night with prayers make to him. The king is like the trinity. Both in heaven and here, man's soul is like the lady, the giant like Lucifer, the knight like Christ, who died on the cross and brought our sins at great cost, the pit like hell with evil pain, sin like the men who wooed her. The lady was wooed, but she said nay to men that would wed her, so should we cast all sin away that in our breast is bred? I pray to Jesus, Christ, very, for it was his blood that bled. But to be our help on doomsday where laws are straitly led the soul is God's dear daughter and also his handiwork who was betrayed by Lucifer who sits in hell fully murky hmm? borrowed with Christ's angel clear kind men will ye not heed and for his life that brought us at such cost think on the bloody shirt and that's our poems I am. Um I mean, that's our poems. You could say that's our poems. I think, I think maybe these are very rudimentary translations. It looks like they've maybe been done by like a high school student or something like that, but that's alright. We get the gist of the poem. I think it's better, at least for me, probably you guys would disagree or some people would, but for me, it's better for me to, to read a very basic translation and understand the poem than read it in its original form and just not understand a word of it or not even pick up the gist of it, so there we go, cool Mm alright, have your say on the poems, I'll see you tomorrow